Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, and we are so delighted to have you with us today here in the House of Faith. Why don't we pray together today? We're going to get right back into the Word of God. I know He's got some good things to say to us, some things to say to our families, and we'll be blessed today as we do. Sarah, would you pray over us and pray over our time in the Word together? Father, we love you today. We thank you for your Word, that it's life and it's health and medicine to us. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this day and we ask you to help us. Show us, Lord, things that we need to see. Open the eyes of our understanding that we'd be able to know what to do, know your plan for our lives, know how to handle the situations that we find ourselves in. And we believe we receive your help today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Sarah, I want to read Galatians chapter 6 again, verse 10. This has been our foundation for the last several weeks as we've been talking about raising a family in the house of faith. And in verse 10 of Galatians chapter 6, it says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. And we talked on earlier broadcasts how this word household just means family. And this is what has been on God's mind and in God's heart since the day he created man. He's been after family. That's what he wanted then. That's what he wants now. And when we read in scripture about the household or the family of faith, you can take that any number of ways. And of course, it's a reference to this growing global body of Christ that we're a part of. But when I hear family of faith, it's got a, it's got a deeper meaning to me. It's got a very personal meaning to me. And I know it does to you because our own personal testimonies is that we grew up in a house of faith. We grew up where the word of God was first place. We grew up where the love of God was first place. We grew up in an environment where we trusted God for everything, in everything. And, and for a lot of years, I really felt like this, this expression, household of faith, was a, a reference to my family because it was faith all day, every day. And as a kid, it was, if you needed something, it was, what's the word say, Jeremy? Well, how are we going to walk in faith? Use your faith. And uh, I'm so thankful for that now because here we are all these years later, now raising our own two kids in the household of faith, raising another generation of faith. And I know we've got many people watching this, people, some who have young families, some who don't, single, some married, some older. And uh, I just want everybody who's watching to realize if Jesus is your savior and our heavenly father is your heavenly father, then you are a member of the house of faith and you have a place in this house. But how important is it, babe, that we take time to find out from the word how to raise a family in the house of faith. Because as you and I both realized early on, we're different. I know I did. I know I realized that even going to a Christian school, being around other Christian kids, I realized early on that being a, a believer and somebody who walked by faith and lived by faith and talked by faith, that made us different. And that's one of the things that your kids need to know. If you're gonna raise them in a house of faith, they need to know, yeah, we're different. When you feel different, it's because we're different. But as much as they know that we're different, they also need to know we're not alone. We're different. We may be different, but we are not alone. How different are we? It's a night and day difference. I was thinking about the difference between the children of Israel and all the Egyptian families when the plagues were hitting that nation and there was darkness in the nation of, Israel, of Egypt. And the scripture says it was a darkness so dark 
that you could feel it. And I think what, a, what an accurate description and depiction of the world that we're living in right now. It's dark out there. And it's, it's such a heavy darkness that it can be felt. But the scripture said there was light in the families of the household of Israel. That's a night and day difference. That's what we're supposed to be called to be like. Yeah, we're different, but we're not alone because God takes the solitary, those who are alone, and he sets them in a family. That's what Psalm 68 says. We're not alone just because we're different. We're set in a family, the family of faith, which means we're connected to each other, which means you've got a supply of life that I need flowing through you to me. And I've got a supply of life that you need flowing through me to you. And we're a global family of faith. And we've talked over the last several weeks about different faith house rules, if you will, of growing up, raising a family in the house of faith. We talked about faith house rule number one, we love because we've been loved. Faith house rule number two, we value the anointing. Faith house rule number three, we put the word first place in our lives. Faith house rule number four, we pursue his plan and not our own. And I know at the close of the broadcast yesterday that, or last week, that's what we were talking about. Is there anything else that comes to your heart, your mind, when we talk about pursuing the plan of God and raising our children, our family to pursue his plan and not our own? I, I believe you have to give your children opportunity to be led by the Holy Spirit for themselves oh, that's good. Yeah. as well. And give them the, the opportunity to give them the, um, the chance to make a mistake even. And I see this happening right now with our little boy, Justice, at home. He, this last year, this was a really, a real example to me that the Lord helped me to see. But um, he had tried, he wanted to try out for a play at school, a musical. And this particular play wasn't a, a Christian themed or, a, you know, it wasn't anything about the Lord. And so my first thought was, let him make the decision if he wants to try out or not. Yeah, he sent home a song that he had to sing. Yeah, he had to try out. It was sing, something from yeah. a movie. Beauty and the Beast or, yeah, or something. something like My first thought was, well, you know, I'd rather him choose and spend his time singing the other, like the one. Worship. Ones, or worship yeah. or something like that. But I remember the, the Lord just in my heart just nudged me and just said, let this be an opportunity for him to learn and let him make his own decision. Mm-hmm. And so you have to give them the opportunity to hear. And so with justice... I'm often, I, I'm showing him respect by letting him make his own decisions. Wow. And that's a huge thing for even a man of God. And I teach, I talk to him at night and I tell him, buddy, I love you so much. And not only do I love you, but I have great respect for you. That you are, you are a little, you are a man of God. And I tell him that before bed every night. Um, I tell Jesse that she's a treasure and that she's beautiful, and the most important part of her beauty is on the inside, not the outside, even right. though she's so beautiful <laughs> on the outside. But Like her mama. Oh, thank you. But with Justice, um, in this play, I just had it in my heart, let him make the decision. So he said, yes, Mommy, I want to try out for this play. And I, I'll just tell you, to be honest, secretly down on the inside, I was thinking, he's making a mistake, but... He's going to learn for his mistake and he's probably not going to get the part because he hasn't practiced at all. He was kind of struggling with and he that was song struggling with the song yeah. and I just, it just didn't seem like it was working out. But I just thought I'm just going to let him make the decision, be led by the Holy Spirit for himself. And he went away and I said, you need to go away and pray about it in your room. So he went away in his room, prayed about it and decided, 
yes, mommy, I'm going to try out for the play. You know, and of course I'm thinking, I don't think this is a good idea. He's probably making a mistake. Well, he goes and he tries out for the play and the song with the, the audition song and he gets the part, he makes it. And so I'm thinking, well, I must've been off. I must've missed it. But then when they come back with the, the songs throughout the whole presentation that are gonna be sung, he gets the one song that is the worship song yeah. in the production. And so he gets the part along with another girl and it's a duet and they're singing uh, that worship song that says, your name is a strong and mighty tower. Your right. name <laughs> is a shelter like no other. I mean, basically the word of God. And we thought he was gonna be singing and, uh, Tale as Old as Time, yeah. Beauty and the Beast, but here he is leading yes. a congregation of parents and grandparents in worship your hundreds, name. It hundreds was, of people there. It was awesome. And he ends up singing this song. And I'm telling you, you know, it's this, this kind of this natural, you know, Beauty and the Beast, the whole production. And then in the middle of this production, they throw in this worship song. And all Actually, of a sudden... Actually, was it not like the very end, like the grand finale? Well, it was the grand finale, but it was just in the middle of what was not... It was yeah. the most important part. And yeah. people even come to me now still and say how much it ministered to yeah. them when he sang this song. And he just, you know, they start this worship song and immediately the anointing is on it and the, him and this other girl sing and the presence of the Lord fills the room. And it's just like they're declaring the word of God in the song. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I missed it. Justice was right. He heard from the Holy Spirit. And I gave him that opportunity and it was awesome to see. Then there's been other chances since then that he's had to audition and he said he's gone to pray and that he doesn't have it in his heart to do it. Yeah. And he was right and it's been true. And, and I'm not saying we always do everything right or he always makes every right decision, but I at least want to give him the opportunity to be led by the Holy Spirit in every situation. Yeah. Because and, again, that's the greatest gift God ever gave us Yeah. was opportunity. Yeah. And if I don't let him have that time now to learn, what is he going to do when he's in college and he's away from me and I can't do everything? The worst thing we can do is just control our children all the time to the point where they have no relationship of their own with God. They need to develop hearing from him, listening, being led by the Spirit of God. Give them chances. And so for me, um, I think about Proverbs chapter 22 when it says, verse 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And to me, it's the word train comes with this, this idea of boundaries, hmm. of there's this path and this place where we're all supposed to be traveling down and each particular person has their own path. And it's our job as parents to steer them and keep them within those boundaries, but let them still yeah. make their own decisions sometimes. Let them hear from God. Let them, let, them, let them know that you respect the anointing on their life. Let them know that you wow. respect That's them really to good. hear from the Holy Spirit. Really good. But this idea of there being a boundaries and you, you lead them and you guide them and you, you, you keep them going in a certain direction and you also recognize the graces on their life. Mm -hmm. I'm, we're starting to do this with justice. And when you see a glimpse and the Holy Spirit quickens you, like that's something special there, or that's, some, that's an area that they're called to, lead them in that. And I think about when I was little, my mom did this with me. 
I, she knew that I had a, you know, a desire to do music to some degree, or I would, she put me in piano lessons when I was three and four years old, and I would play, and I continued in it, and I had, a, you know, a gift in that area, and she kept me going in that area, and music was always a part of our life. She, she fueled it, and she encouraged it, mm-hmm. and um, she didn't let me quit, so that was a decision <laughs> she didn't let me make, yeah. but um but she steered me in that direction and she kept me going on a path and within some boundaries according to my calling. So to train up a child, if you keep them on that path, it says they will not depart from that when they get older. There would be a temptation to read that scripture and think, well, that means you got to tell them this is right and tell them this is wrong. And there's certainly truth to that. They need to be trained in that. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying is a huge part of that training is developing their own listening ear because you're absolutely right, there's coming a time, and I wish it wasn't coming so quickly, but it's coming when we are not the predominant voice in their life. And even now, they're spending more hours a day away from us than they are with us. And so part of what we're doing with them and these these constant and consistent touches every morning, every night, every morning, every night, what do we say every night at bed? I'm in the right place at at the the right right time, time, doing doing the the right thing with with the the right right people. See, that's a part of training. Our kids are saying that every single day, I will be by the help of God and by His grace, that's what we say, I'll be in the right place at the the right time, time, doing the the right thing with the the right right people. people. And we're training them and saying, listen guys, if the answer to those questions is ever no, then stop what you're doing. Whatever it is you're doing, just ask yourself quickly, am I in the right place? Is this the right time? Am I doing the right thing? Am I with the right people? If the answer is ever no, then stop and go back to what you know is right. Go back to where you know is right, what you know you're supposed to be doing at the right time. And these are just simple practical things, but this is training because there's coming a day where I won't be there to kiss Justice and Jesse goodnight. I won't be there to lead them in prayer every night to say I'm in the right place, doing the right thing with the right people. So this is a part of that training. It's not just a matter of, hey, don't do that, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, do this and do it like that. That's part of it. But we're not trying to, we're not trying to wean them off of us onto themselves. Mm -hmm. We're endeavoring to wean them off of us and onto their own dependency on God. And that really kind of, I think takes us right in. We've got just a few minutes left on this broadcast, but there's so many things here we could add to this list. Faith house rules. I mean, you could just go through the word and add so many different things, but the, the one I want to wrap this part of the series up with, and I believe we'll come back to it because I think this is bigger than even we realize. But I want to say this faith house rule for us. Number five, we believe big. We believe big. Let's look at the book of Psalms. Chapter 27. This is one of our go-tos in our family and has been for a long time. Sarah's got songs. She sings out of this psalm. What did I say? 27. It says in verse 13, the psalmist David said, I would have lost heart. What's he saying? I would have quit. Other translations say I would have fainted. I would have given up. I would have thrown in the towel, if you will. And you could probably add this to the list of faith house rules. We don't quit. But he said, I would have. I would have lost heart unless 
I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He said, I would have thrown in the towel. I would have given up a long time ago, but there was something that was sustaining him all the way through hardship, all the way through trial, all the way through temptation. There was something that sustained and that was expectation. He said, I would have given up unless I had believed to see. Now, people outside of the house of faith, that's flipped. They say, I'm giving up unless I see a difference. Unless I see change, I'm quitting. And there are people quitting marriages or right on the verge of quitting and saying, if, this, if, if I don't see change in this, I'm done, I'm out. Or on the verge of quitting a job. If I don't see change on this job, I'm done. So what they're saying is, here's what's going to sustain me, me seeing a difference. But the psalmist David said, and this is what we should be saying, here's what sustains us. I'm believing to see a difference. Mm -hmm. I'm believing to see the goodness of God in my marriage. I'm believing to see the goodness of God at work, at home, in my business, in my health, in my finances. Here's what sustains somebody all the way through a trial of sickness. I believe to see the goodness of God in my body. Amen. That's a different way of living. And in the house of faith, raising a family in the house of faith, we believe and we believe big. Yeah. We teach our kids that big vision honors God. And that's why we're saying it to each other all the time. Sarah and I say this to each other. We say this to the kids. What are we excited about? Yeah. What are we believing God to see right now? Because the truth is we're, even though we're sitting here with the lights on and makeup all done and, um, you know, we're cameras having rolling, fun, cameras yeah. rolling. This is, we still every day have to put on the garment of praise yeah. for a spirit of heaviness. We have to put on the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. Um, we have to put that on just like anybody else does. And there have been moments that it's felt uh, like everything was against you. And how are we going to come out of this? And everything doesn't look pretty and uh, vibrant and in the natural. You can't see through it almost. Well, what do you have in those moments? You have, the cool thing is we've had each other to believe, to see something beyond what we're experiencing at the moment. And we have had to say to each other, I, I know there's been some times where everybody's been kind of quiet or sullen or something's come up and trying, you know, try to come against us. And I know there's been moments I've said, guys, what are we excited about? What are we thankful for today? And so we'll make ourselves go around the room and say something we're thankful. I'm like, Justice, what are you thankful for? Guys, I'm thankful for this. Jesse, what are you thankful for? Daddy, what are you thankful for? What are we excited about? What are we looking forward to? What is God, what's, the, what's exciting that God has planned for us? Because the truth is, is that He has a plan for us that's good. Mm -hmm. And it's better than anything we've seen yet. And for you and your family, the, the, the Bible talks about the path of the just is like a shining sun. It's supposed to grow brighter and brighter. Yeah. And so for all of us, there are exciting things ahead if we will believe to see it. Yeah. Not believe what we're in the middle of, but believe to see what he said in his word will 
happen yeah. in our lives and in our families, days of heaven on earth. There's something you could tack right onto this. And we, we could spend a whole other broadcast talking about it, but in the faith house, we believe, therefore we speak. And that's one of the things that's a major difference between us and the rest of this world. We just talk different. And so that's one of the things we hone in on with the kids right now. When there's a complaint about how they feel or, or something going on, we just simply say, guys, let's, let's talk what we want, not what we have. Even in the area of prayer for us, when our kids begin to pray and right. they're praying these right. days, yeah. this is a huge one in our house right now. Yeah, I was going to talk about you know, that. They, You're right. They go to a Christian school and sometimes they'll come home and they'll start to pray. And it doesn't even sound like they pray, you know, like when they're in the summertime and they've been around us all the time and, and they'll start to pray and then they'll be like, um, dear Lord, dear heavenly, dear know, Lord, nothing wrong with it. No, but it's not, but there's no faith in it or yeah, life yeah. in it and no expectancy, no, no, uh, ex expectation for the future. It's just like a cold it's just, recitation. It's what they've, what heard, they've heard all day. Yeah. Dear Lord. Thank you for this day. Um, I don't know, just not faith. Right, and then we'll right. say, well, guys, how do we pray? And all of a sudden, faith will rise up in their heart and they will begin to pray the word of God and pray truth according to scripture. And it's like this immediately switch. You sense a spirit of faith. And we're teaching them to pray with a spirit of faith and according to the word of God, not just these prayers that have no life and that are dull and that, that don't have any care. Why are we even saying anything? No, our words are supposed to carry a spirit of faith, our prayers. And that's what we're teaching them right now yeah. is how we pray a little different. <laughs> even sitting around the table praying over a meal. Yeah. You know, we'll ask one of the kids to pray sometime. And if it's just lifeless, we'll say, I'll say, buddy, how, do, how does daddy pray over this? What do we say? We enter into Thanksgiving. Father, we thank you. Your faithfulness has set our table, you know, and we put our words in their mouths until they become their words. Raising a family in the house of faith, we believe big. And in the closing moments of this broadcast, look what happens in the very next verse. When you expect to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, he says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. I would ask you right now, if things going on in your family, in your home, they don't look the way you want them to look, what were you expecting? What were you expecting? Change right now your level of expectation because in the house of faith, we expect big. We believe big. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.